we get so confused in our Christian culture around each other and think, I need to put forth this face that lives up to the persona of what a good Christian looks like. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the All of Life show. I am one of your co-hosts, Alicia White, and joining me is my husband, Stuart White. I'm excited to have this date night with you, babe. I want to talk to you about something. Um, We have some options coming up in our future. Oh. And I... For the record, everybody, I have no idea what she's talking about. She didn't tell me and said, I have something I want to talk about on the show, but I'm not going to tell you what it is until we start recording. So, boom. I think that's how I'm going to lead most of our conversations from here on out. This could get interesting. Yes. (laughs) Um, I want to talk about, I do have a a more like gospel-y type point to all of this, but I also just have some logistical things that I want to talk about because we have um, some things going on that could lead us into potentially um, changing our lifestyle, you could say. Okay. Um, We have some changes that are happening in our lives that are there are some really tough things going on and there are some good things going on so um some of the good things that are going on is that you're maybe going to have some changes in your work that are going to um provide you the opportunity to work more remotely yeah which is really exciting um at least maybe like 50 percent of the time maybe more yeah um, and we, uh, brother bear is almost fully potty trained. So that's Woo-hoo! a pretty big thing and pretty exciting. Um, and also with the changes that we're kind of starting to see in the economy shifting, we are, we've been talking about like, you know, making some, f- um, kind of setting ourselves up financially, uh, and position, positioning ourselves a little bit better. Um, yeah, just to be a little more safe and safe, yeah. make wise investments and stuff. So I was thinking today, we've got a couple of options. Um, and with summer coming up, I mean, it's middle of January, but in my mind, summer's coming really quickly. Um, I would like to propose a few options for our family. I don't know. I don't know if these options will fly or if these options are what the Lord would have for us, but I would like to pick one and start walking in that direction. And if the Lord closes doors, he closes doors. So option number one, we sell our house and with that money, we pay off our rental, move into our rental, have no mortgage and save up a bunch of money every month Mm, to in the looking forward to possibly being able to buy property and build a house. Mm -hmm. That's option one. Obviously, the downfall of this is that we'd have to downsize, um, but it would be for maybe only a shorter period of time, maybe two or three years. Mm-hmm. Okay, option two, we sell our house, move into the rental, uh, but put all of the profits from our uh, this house into a bank account and just kind of hang on to it and wait to invest in other opportunities, like maybe some foreclosures or something as as the market shifts okay Mm -hmm. option number three my favorite option oh i propose that we sell the house sell the children (laughs) no that's illegal i've told you that a hundred (laughs) times that we sell the house 
We put the money in the bank for a while. We buy another trailer since we sold our trailer and we spend the entire summer camping with friends, visiting family. You can still work remotely. We'll always make sure you have Wi-Fi, um, but making like a summer full of memories. We can even take the podcast on the road and talk about our, like what we're learning in our travels and things. And then maybe we move into the rental or maybe we move closer to the church. Like we've talked about, you know, that part is kind of open, but Mm -hmm. what do you think about these options? I can't give you an answer yet. Um, No, I, I like several of them. I know that at least half the summer, I won't be able to do any of that. Well, I feel like you're intentionally killing all of my hopes I know, and dreams I right know. now. You're but, such a But perhaps scale. the latter half of the summer, I could. But yeah, to be continued, folks, because this these are that's three options. That's not just a choose one or the other. That's choose one or the other or the other. <laughs> That's a lot of options. So the more gospely part of this conversation and the reason why I'm even thinking about these options is because we've been through some pretty rough stuff lately um, that just doesn't, I mean, I guess doesn't really need to be talked about publicly, but just like some relational things that would make it so that it would be really nice to, um, to have a fresh start. Uh, you and I don't really tend to run from our problems. Um, we tend to dream about running from our problems, but when the rubber meets the road, we usually say like, nope, we're going to work through this. Yeah, we're going to fight for it. Yeah. And, um, and we work it out, but we've kind of come to a situation where it seems like we've done all we can do to work out this specific situation. And it might be, there might be wisdom in a fresh start. So, What I want to talk about tonight, and I haven't even honestly like had much time to process or flesh it out, um, but like what, when for a Christian, is it okay to just say enough is enough? Like this relationship is no longer healthy. We've tried. um, And it's, and it seems like there could be wisdom in just creating space and distance. Mm -hmm. In essence, like I want to, I want to know like what do you, what is your perspective on what does turning the other cheek really mean um, when you're in relationship as a Christian? Yeah, I know. Um, it's funny you bring this up because I've been doing some reading and by that I mean listening to an audiobook. <laughs> and then uh, I know you were just somebody just loaned you a book mm-hmm. on a similar topic and uh, called When to Walk Away. Yeah, by Gary Thomas. And I, I like him a lot. He he has some awesome, uh, he has sacred marriage and then, uh, there's another sacred something or other, but anyway, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we, we'll get more information on that for you later, but, um, really good book, really good concept though. I, I do remember the key takeaway from his sacred marriage book and it was what if your marriage isn't mainly meant to make you happy, but to make you holy kind of that idea of you're two different people. All right, folks, this has been a great episode. (laughs) Yeah. And you're, and you're sharpening each other. And instead of falling for the mentality of our culture of, you know, I'm, I'm going to get married and I'll live happily ever after the, the Disneyland Cinderella type of story. Um, what if it's not about that? 
what if you've got it totally wrong and because you have it totally wrong, you know, you're aiming for the other thing, but that's a show topic, uh, for another day. So, um, to your question, when is the time to walk away? You know, that is the title of the book, right? When to walk away. Yeah. And I want to talk about it now before I start reading the book, because I think the book's going to be really helpful, but I would like to look back on whatever yeah. my perspective is now in my non-clarity of, because I think I've struggled with this for my entire Christian life. Like, um, first of all, I think I haven't spoken truth when I should have, because I've considered it just quote unquote, turning the other cheek, mm -hmm. which now I'm realizing is not, I think at all what the Lord intended by that, yeah. um, scripture. And then, and then the other times where turning in the other cheek for me, like in this place right now where, um, I'm just in this kind of state of like, my heart has unforgiveness mm -hmm. and I don't want it to be that way. Um, I don't, I don't want to have bitterness in my heart, but I just, I do right now. And, um, I trust that the Lord's going to work in that. So I think probably turning the other cheek was meant for these moments when, um, probably giving more of like a, like truly giving it to the Lord and being able to be open to letting go and mm -hmm. offering forgiveness. <sighs> so maybe I've just had it flipped around my whole life, but also with that, I believe that the Lord loves us. We are his children and he doesn't intend for us to be um, like, he doesn't want for us to be mistreated, um, but he uses that for his glory and for our growth mm -hmm. when we are. Yeah. I mean, it's a tough call because like we, we should play this game where we guess what the book might be about and then we go and we read it and then we come back and t actually talk about it and listen back to the show before we do and okay. go, okay, we were way off or, Hey, we were kind of in the right, you know, venue here, but, uh, missed on a couple of things. Um, so my, my, I had a couple of thoughts on that. Um, I know that, and I had never really thought of this and I will admit I read, I skimmed, I think it was the back cover of the book and I'd never really thought about it, but Jesus at multiple times walks away from what you would consider today to be toxic people. Um, but really, it's going to be more like referring to the Pharisees and the Sadducees and those who they didn't desire to learn from him or to know him. They were seeking to trap him. And he would ask them questions. But when he would engage with them, there would come a point where he would ask them something. And then it was always a way of getting them to go, oh, well, uh, yeah, if I answer that, I have to admit that I'm wrong or I have to admit that I'm not righteous, like, you know, the righteousness of the Pharisees that they uh, claim that they lived up to. And I I think that uh, that that hit me because I, I had never really thought like, oh, yeah, he, he would engage when he had to, but he didn't hang out with them. The people that he was accused of hanging out with were sinners and tax collectors and, and prostitutes. Those were like the accusations they hurled at him. And he, he hung with them, though, because they had no pretense of trying to put forth being good enough. And he didn't need them to. He didn't. That wasn't what he was there for. Like, I think we get so confused in our Christianity, in our Christian culture around each other and think, I need to put forth this face that um, lives up to the persona of what a good Christian looks like. And there is no such thing. 
a good Christian is simply one who has been saved by grace and, and your faith is put in Jesus Christ. Um, and you may live in a way that you're aiming to glorify God, but you're not living in a way where your glory exceeds the glory of God. You're, you're, aim, you're living in a way that that glory is pointing to him, not detracting from his glory. And I think that's where we get tripped up a little bit at times. Um, but I have wrestled with this, and I think, I think I've had people throughout my life, family and, and friends and stuff, where looking back, you can say it got toxic here. It got to a point where continuing on, I'm letting this person sin against me. I'm letting this person abuse me. And I, I think um, when the Apostle Paul, he talks about it in Corinthians, um, where he says, if you're a slave, you know, continue being that and to the glory of God. But if you can be free, then be free. If you can get free, if there's something, you know, because they were dealing with this culture where slaves were getting saved and their master was getting saved and now they're both believers and they're behaving still in a cultural way that it didn't line up with their faith but it, it wasn't always um uh it didn't necessarily equate to oh well i'll set you free and and sometimes it would be well we're both christians now and i have no obligation to you it'd be more akin to like well, I'm a Christian now, so I don't have to do my job because we're both Christians, right? And I think Paul's point, though, is like, you know, we need to keep working. We need to work to the glory of God. But if you're a slave and you have the option and the opportunity to be free, then be free. And I kind of think of that as like translating that into with that toxic person or that toxic people group or family member or whatever. Um, if you can and you choose to be, then be free. If you're not truly a slave to them, don't you don't have to continue to subject yourself to slavery. And if you do, you got to ask yourself, why am I doing this? Am I doing it because I believe that in, at some point my witness to this person will pay off or my my faith will be made stronger or something like that? Or are you just doing it because you believe that they have power over you? And I think that is like the big driver right now for me anyway And thinking of how do I deal with people who are toxic and it's I'm trying to gauge it in are they trying to exude control and power over me that is reserved only for God they want me to fear them they want me to worship them they want me to serve them um, and I think that's a mark of a toxic person of a narcissistic person you know that does those things to people and I'm, I'm not I'm, I'm not entirely sure so I'm, I'm kind of I'm on the spot just verbally processing this you know so Feel free to interject. <laughs> no, I I think I had never heard that perspective or related that portion of scripture to this specific topic. So I I didn't even actually know that that was in scripture. Like if if like just if you can be free, be free. Do, do you even read the Bible? No, <laughs> <laughs> so now that you've yeah. had time to think about it, you have three options. Oh shoot! All include selling the house. Yeah. Yeah. Wait a Which minute. Which one this do you was want? A trick. <laughs> This is like when we put our kids to bed and we're like, do you want to go to bed in, in five, five minutes, minutes or, or 10, 10 minutes, minutes <laughs> or one minute? And you'd be surprised how often, at least with the three-year-old, uh, one minute. Good Great. choice. Good, Good choice. job. So proud of you. Honey. No concept of numbers or time. Yeah. Well, I really love the idea of sharing our perspective a little bit now and then reading the book and then coming back and um, recapping a little bit. So I definitely think we should do that for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. So another thing I've been doing right now, and this is something we'll probably talk about some more in the future too, but um, I, I'm, I've always been intrigued with counseling and uh, Christian counseling in particular and seeing how scripture applies to uh, people and their situations and more specifically their hearts in those situations. Um, and understanding like there, there is a line too where there is illness, there is mental and physical and um, emotional damage even. Um, and trying to discern like, okay, is, is this simply like, it'd be like coming to someone with a broken leg and, and going, well, I think that what you really need in this moment is for me to preach the gospel to you. And, th- and they may need the gospel, but what they probably need is for their bone not to be sticking out, mm-hmm. you know? And so being able to discern, and that's an exaggerated way of saying, when you come to somebody discerning, is there something here that is physically, mentally damaged or a mental illness of some sort um, that I believe Christ can heal and and bring freedom, but maybe it will never be a, oh, complete healing, you know, um, and like people forget, but the Apostle Paul, it says that he prayed multiple times. He said he had some thorn in the flesh and there's speculation about what it was, but regardless of whatever it was, he prayed and asked God to remove it three times. And that was when God said the famous line that gets used in songs and stuff, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is perfected in weakness. And for whatever reason, there may be times in our lives where there's this thing that we don't understand, and yet God is saying, hey, my my grace is enough. My grace is sufficient. Um, so you may have that illness. You may have that brokenness or, or that, that particular um, injury or whatever for the rest of your life. Now it's up to you to decide, like, am I going to trust in God in, in this? Am I going to trust that Christ's grace is sufficient for me and all these things? It's really fun to sing songs about. It's really easy to talk about and quote it like it's this magic, you know, uh, just scripture that's going to fix all the problems. And then when it really, the rubber meets the road, mm-hmm. you come to that point in your life where you have to face something that you never thought you would have to face. And now reality is, is his grace going to be sufficient? Is it going to be enough? And will you let his power be perfected in that weakness? So, um, so when, when is it? So if, if the scripture says, if you can be free, be free, but then scripture also says, my grace is sufficient for you. Mm -hmm. Is it, something where you if you can gracefully exit then you do and if for whatever reason the lord shuts all those doors and keeps you where you are then his grace is sufficient for you in that moment cuz i know that it's sufficient for us in this moment whether whether our circumstances change or whether they don't mm-hmm. i know that but um does that mean as far as like logistically or how we can take action or whatever for the health of our family? Mm-hmm. Do we take steps and move in that direction? And then just if he shuts the door, we say, okay, like that's your plan. And that's what we're going to. I do think it's a, um, you have a couple options. You can go with the kind of Lord move or move me, like change my heart or, or do something like get us out of this situation or, or, or change our circumstance or something. Um, that could be one thing, but I, I think it, um, it could just as well be a situation where God is just saying, 
wait, you know, I am doing something. I can't explain it to you, but it, you're not going to see it be A or B. It, it's not mm-hmm. a binary choice. Like we, I, I've been thinking about this a lot. We, human beings tend to make things, it's either option one or option two, or it's on or off. It's, it's binary. It's always this. And instead of going, oh, wait, you mean there was also door number three? There was also no door. There was also wait. And we, we, uh, I think we talked about this in an earlier episode, but we, we put that uh, thing on God, whatever it is, we put those stipulations and rules and here are your choices, God, which are you going to choose? And he just says, no, it's like when Joshua is leading Israel out mm-hmm. and he meets the angel of the Lord and he says, are you for us or for our enemies? And he says, no. Um, I think God does that to us a lot. It's yeah. like, are you for this option or this option? No, that you were so way out in left field. You have no idea how far off you are. Okay. I have one more thought mm-hmm. question for you. You are made in the image of God, right? Correct. So you as a father, if your daughter were involved in a toxic relationship, um, that she had tried her best to be at peace in the situation with Mm-hmm. this relationship and it just was not happening. Um, and she, you, and you could see that she was clearly being mistreated. Yeah. What would be your heart for her in that? Um, well, I, I'm going to say, I know what my heart would be and it would be to get her out of that. But I'm also not going to say that that is clearly going to be the same thing as always God's heart in, in certain matters. Um, but to your point, when there is, harm when there is abuse when whether it's mental verbal physical there may come a time where it's you you have to say no that is not okay like we we see it easily when we look at somebody else like if i saw if you to simplify if you saw that kid running into the street you would run in and rescue them from being hit by a car even if it scared them if you had to scoop them up in such a quick and violent way that you know it might even scare them or hurt them but the car would have killed them. You've done something good. Um, I, I think that there are moments in life where if, if it's a, a relationship or, or something like that and a person is being abused, it just it comes down to like, let's not sit here and, uh, you know, muse over, hmm, well, should I let them keep hurting me? Should I let them keep abusing me? Maybe it's, and I actually think in that moment, definitely, if you can leave, get away from it. However, it doesn't mean that every time somebody hurts you that they're trying to abuse you. It doesn't mean that every time somebody is doing that that you should run away. Sometimes you should face it, and it depends. Like, are you being trapped? Are you being detained? Are you being um, tortured by this person? And you can tell it's like their evil intent is to do you harm, or is it like you you and your best friend had a fight or something like that, and you need to... Uh, you think you just need to get away because you just can't see how it could possibly get healed. It could possibly be any better. Um, I I think it's not going to be one simple answer. It's I, it never is because we always want a law. We want a rule, right? Mm-hmm. Like give me the rule, Lord. And He's like, No, I want to give you the heart. I want to give you the will and in my spirit to do it. However, I will also say this to your image of God thing. We love what God loves. And we love the, the people who he loves because he created them in his image. Mm-hmm. And I think that as far as it is with you, if you can do good, do good. 
if and if that good involves uh, rescuing or redeeming somebody who is made in the image of God, not to this spiritual level, you know, but saying like, hey, they were being hurt. They there was somebody doing evil. Step in and do good. So, so what if it is yourself? Yeah, I, I that's where I think it becomes hard because we get lost. Like we, in the same way, we have blind spots to our own sin. We also have blind spots sometimes to the the way we're being treated. It's not as clear when you're in the middle of the storm as it is to somebody who could watch it. It's like watching, we can watch someone in a movie and think, why would you do that? That's so stupid. Why would you don't go in there, especially if it's a scary movie. And, um, you still like you can see it, but the, to the person in that moment, if that were you, you don't understand because you don't have that perspective, you know? So I think there's wisdom in, asking others and asking for insight people that you know and trust and you believe that they have um spirit-filled wisdom but also like if somebody is in the moment you don't have time for that you don't have time to make a call or you know ask uh, to phone a friend you somebody comes in and literally has a gun and they're trying to threaten you and your family you need to make a decision in that moment it's there isn't much time to waste so again, I think it comes down to discernment, but I am totally open to to hearing other insight. I'm really eager to read yeah. that book because I think it's going to be good. If it's anything like his other ones, it's going to be awesome. So folks, I know this was more of a just a rant or a ramble on certain things and riffing on our own ideas on these topics. If you have thoughts on what these uh, answers may or may not be, please... Uh, let us know. You can write to us at our email address, feedback at com. You can find us on Instagram at, at all of life show. You can also find us on Facebook at uh, slash all of life show. You can find us on where else? Twitter. Oh, are we on Twitter? We are on Twitter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can find Learn us on all the things. Learn all the things. At all, all of life things. show. So we appreciate you guys taking the time listening to us. We hope that it was a blessing to you. If and you want to vote on option one, two, or three, yeah. please send us a message. <laughs> send us a message. Join our <laughs> Facebook page. Do something. Um, we're, we're eager to hear from you, and we appreciate you taking the time. Thank you for listening to the All of Life show where we bring the gospel to life. We love you guys. We'll see you next time.